What's good, you have It's your boy, Professor Brennan, here with Professor Emily. That's right, a whole year of doing UMFM 1020, and we have a guest. Well, we usually have guests. We have a guest host this time. Emily, say hello. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. So what normally happens every year is, well, I guess what we did last year is we had every exec on to tell their life story. That's what we're doing right now. We're having Emily Kalo. Vice President Advocacy on, but because Tino's currently getting a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine, I thought, you know what, instead of missing out on another week of the podcast, I just have Emily be my co-host, and that way I don't scream into the void until she comes on to do the guest (laughs) segment. So Emily will still be doing her whole life story as the guest, but she will also host the first half. So let's be kind to Emily. She's never hosted a podcast before, but I'm here. I'm experienced. I'll, I'll help her through this. But yeah, good to have you on, Emily. Happy to be here. Okay, I got some questions for you. What would be the most surprising movie that someone our age says they haven't seen? Someone our age says they have not seen? Yeah, like what would just absolutely shock you if if someone's like, oh, like we watched this and they say, no, they wouldn't even say we watched this. They would say, have you, like, I don't even know how it would come up, but someone would find out that it's a movie they haven't seen and what would shock you the most? I would be shocked if someone our age has not seen The Hangover. I feel like everyone our okay. age has seen The Hangover and typically likes it. Titanic is another one that I feel I've like... Not, I've never seen The Titanic. How, it's just a rite of passage. How have you not seen What's it? What's the ship in that movie called? What the was Titanic? This? Yeah, what was the ship's name in that movie? No, it's called The Titanic. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've never seen The Titanic, so I feel like that can't be on the list because that's not that shocking if I haven't seen it. I feel like you haven't seen or done a lot of things. That's fair. Maybe uh, also The Notebook. That's another I one. I have not classic. seen The Notebook. Okay, you clearly need to expand your movie taste. Let me let me throw some movies at you, and I think you'll find that I have some better ones. Okay. So, Toy Story. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I feel like more people have seen Toy Story than The Notebook. Or the, mm, yeah, and The Hangover. Yeah, like. You think so? Okay, so you're going kids' movies. That's a well, different story. Well, it's just any movie. What would be shocking that like someone in our generation has not seen? What's a movie that like that would be shocking that they haven't seen? The Lion King would be shocking. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like the whole universe has seen Frozen. Like it doesn't I haven't matter. seen Frozen. How? No, I feel like you were living under a rock. I feel like everyone at every age saw Frozen, whether you were a kid or not. Oh, sorry, I didn't see Frozen. No. Okay. Um, I'll watch it eventually. You, I feel like you're missing a huge cultural moment by not no, seeing Frozen. I, no, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen Frozen. I feel no. like a lot of people also haven't seen The Lion King either. It's kind of no, scary. No, no, because The Lion King comes in like every language. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you are. Like every kid sees Okay, Lion fine. King. We're talking about like people who we're interacting with. Who we're interacting yeah, with? Yeah, like uh, you got... I feel like you're looking for a specific answer. <laughs> I, I'm not asking the worldwide. I'm asking like primarily Canada. Like if you were at a party and someone said like, never have I ever seen this movie, what would be the most shocking movie that they could say? I don't know. Super bad, maybe. Okay. Okay. Final. Give me your final answer, because you also said the Hangover. Out of out so no, Super Bad over the Hangover. So that's your final yeah, answer. Yeah. Let's say Super Bad. Okay. My final answer is Shrek, because. Oh, that's such a good. Right. One. Right. Yeah, that, that would was, be shocking. That would be. That's that was my reaction, because I said Toy Story. Then my other friend, like I was out at my college with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. We own Ontario, so the like restrictions allowed yeah, us to be. Safety first. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of more like circumventing the restrictions by leaving the province and going to a different one. Anyways, um, and someone said Shrek, and I lost my mind. I'm like, that is so true. Because if you the ha- first one though, yes, the yeah. first one. Okay. Because 
Wait, Toy Story, yeah, everyone's seen that as a kid. But there could be, like, a couple people, you know, oh, like, my parents didn't let me watch TV and, you know, I didn't watch, no, I'm not watching kids' movies. Yeah. But there are so many memes about Shrek that if you haven't, if you didn't see it as a kid, you definitely saw it as an adult. And it definitely holds up. So I think that's the best answer there. I'll also say it has the best soundtrack out of every movie. Shrek 1 has a phenomenal soundtrack. Absolutely, it does. Accidentally in Love, amazing song. That's from the second one. No, at the very beginning of the first one. That's, no. Really? It's the second one. I just watched Shrek 2 this, okay. this past <laughs> weekend, too. It's, yeah. Maybe just the whole Shrek franchise is amazing. Yeah, no. Um, Accidentally in Love is like, you remember he makes the ring and it like falls on their hand. It's when they're on their oh, honeymoon. you're right. But what's the song, I'm going to sound stupid. What's the song the fairy godmother sings at the very end? That's also a phenomenal song. I yeah. Need a Hero. Yeah. But that's, that's in the second one as well. Okay, so maybe I don't. Maybe I mean the second you, have one. Have you not seen Shrek one? I don't know because now all my memories are the second one. Well, ev- people agree that the se- Shrek two is better than Shrek one. Okay, so I've definitely seen Shrek one. I think I just maybe prefer. Oh, Shrek most people two. do. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, no, I, Tino's not here, but I feel like I still want to update people on my weekend and just okay. listen along, Emily. I'll listen. So <laughs> I, I should say Tino wouldn't have had any updates because he had a low key Canada Day weekend. Uh, as people on the podcast remember, last year I had the best weekend of my life in Canada Day. And I feel like this one holds, comes, it's a second, but it's a close second. Um, went out to, went college hopping, had a great time, watched Aquamarine. Have you ever seen Aquamarine? That's a phenomenal movie, that 10 has, out of 10. That has a great song from it, um, Can't Behave. I feel like I should make that the song of the week now. <sighs> It might have to be okay. It was gonna it's be a good choice. It was gonna be Phoebe Bridges, but now it's gonna be Can't Behave because I just saw Aquamarine. <laughs> I remember just saying, like, watching that. Like I grew up with three sisters, so yeah. So obviously you watched it all the time, unfortunately. Uh, but I had um, I had a friend that, or I had my girlfriend out, and I'm like, she hadn't seen it in ten years, and you know, we're at the college, there's no data or anything, and it it was kind of getting dark out so not really fun to be outside i'm like okay i'll put on a movie and that mm-hmm. you know we just had like only five movies out there and one was aqua movie and on dvd <laughs> so i threw it in and she was so into it like she was eyes glazed watching it but then yeah um then had a bunch of people out on specifically canada day and trek 2 yeah put on trek 2 <laughs> i watched mean Go- oh man i watched too many movies this oh, week mean girls would have been a good answer to your question yeah no but like, i know a lot of people that haven't seen mean girls and i kind of don't blame them i feel because like it came in 2004 so we were like you have been what four i was yeah, seven four. you know like i only saw it much later in life so but the thing is it's one of those things you just have to know about culturally like oh you can yeah reference it all the time but clueless that's a, like a I lot love of my f- clueless. see i think here's the other thing i know a bunch of guys they haven't seen mean girls or clueless like i, I they should all watch it oh i agree <laughs> i have seen both multiple times and you know the actually the the mean girls dvd i have came in a pack with clueless so uh, phenomenal yeah. pack that's a deal yeah. and surf's up that's another good one like mm-hmm. i watched all these movies just like at the college just when it like started to get dark because you know no wi-fi you know <laughs> nothing else to do anyways just a great weekend but i'll move on to the next question not even a question how do you not believe that sun sneezes are a thing i don't think they are a thing like i feel like maybe they're a, a you thing or a can canadian thing like i i've never experienced that earlier today for reference brendan looked into the sun and was sneezing yeah and it really threw tino and myself off it did not make any sense so tino doesn't believe in it either so i would ha- be having the same conversation with him if he was hosting right now but savannah she doesn't get them but she acknowledges them and she knows enough people that have it i've too. never heard of them before or seen yeah. someone do that you look straight up and it was like an immediate sneeze yeah i mean so a lot of the time 
I, I find that it's actually if I haven't sneezed in a little while. Yeah, as soon as I go outside on a sunny day, I'm sneezing. And if I ever... <laughs> so I'll sneeze, but that's like if the sun's high in the sky and it's like hitting my forehead. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to sneeze. And to get rid of the feeling, I'll stare straight up at the sun. Three seconds, sneeze on command. That's yeah. not just like seasonal allergies? <laughs> God, no. It's... it's Interesting. Well, so that's what we were doing. So I guess even for more reference, we were taking... We're doing a photo shoot today. We're mm-hmm. taking our summer exec photos, our more relatable photos. And, yeah, w- I was in the direct sunlight, so start sneezing. And I felt like I still had one in the chamber. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> i got to get rid of this so I don't sneeze during a photo. And I just store, like stared directly into the sun, got rid of it, and good to go. No, I just say pineapple. Interesting. Yeah, if you say pineapple, you but you won't sneeze. It will just get rid of the feeling. So I've heard also if you, like, Grab, plug your nose and like wiggle it. It'll get really. Of you can swallow them, but that's kind of gross. What? I've never done it, but you can. I haven't heard that one either. Wow. Yeah. Um, when, when did you get your second shot? I got my second shot June fifth. And do you? Oh, so you must have your. Oh wait, wait a minute. That's when I got it too. Yeah, we got it the same day. Nah, I got mine the fourth. Haha. <laughs> oh. So do you have your <laughs> immunization card yet? I do have my immunization card. Like that physical one. Yes. So I definitely I don't have the card yet. Because I was kind of slow to even get, like, the QR code. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Why couldn't they just send us a Manitoba health card that's plastic that also incorporated our immunization card? I wholeheartedly agree with you. That is one of my, like, pet peeves about the government is the health cards. The paper mm-hmm. health cards make no sense. Mm-hmm. They rip. They tear. Mm-hmm. They don't last long. And that's speaking from someone who, like, has a wallet and, like, is in an environment where I'm not even like exposed to like weather. Like if you're, if you're exposed to winter and you have a Manitoba health card, it's not lasting more than a day in the snow. So I don't understand the paper health cards. They should automatically give you the plastic ones. I feel like that's a whole other debate with just like, we should have plastic health cards. I'm more focusing on the fact that this was the perfect opportunity to combine them. Yes. Because, because now that whole argument, so the, the reason they do it paper is because, we're just such a cheap province like yeah. <laughs> so so fair enough but this but now we they're giving us plastic cards that for health anyways this was the perfect opportunity for them to just send us a plastic health card that had a QR co- code or just immunization status on it I agree and with you. instead because now guess what you're still the government's still gonna hear people complaining about plastic not having plastic health cards and they already just sent us plastic health cards, too. Yeah. I just feel like people are going to lose them, but that's a separate personal issue people are going to have. immunization cards? Yeah. I mean, that's any card. That's Yeah, that's just like yeah. whatever. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, you always have the digital one. Mm-hmm. Is there digital health it's cards? The QR. No, there's, that's the point. There's no digital. So, like, so if someone rips or, like, mm. whatever, if their health card gets ruined, they can't get the free health Interesting. insurance. It's a horrible system. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I lived in Ontario, I had a plastic card that had my picture on it too, so it counted really? as ID as well. Like, so it was another form of ID. That's smart. So just better than if you ever need to, instead of bringing your passport and uh, driver's license, you could bring your health card. Mm-hmm. All right. Actually, no. This is a perfect question. I was gonna bring this up with Tino, but you're a girl, obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, why do girls pee together? Uh, it's a good question. I feel like. One, it's FOMO, so you don't want to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> that, Feel that? Okay. Yeah, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to leave to go to the bathroom and everyone else stay and have fun. You'll miss the most important moment of the night. Two, I feel like the most important conversations happen in the women's bathroom. You also make a lot of friends in the women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to a, a bar or club, 
um, girls spend the majority of the night in the bathroom making friends. Mm. And it's honestly better than being in the, in the outside part of the club. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Now, follow up to that though. Why at house parties do they go to the bathroom? I like I get maybe it's still the FOMO thing. I don't feel like that making no, friends. No, it's not thing. the FOMO thing. I don't think, and it's not making friends. It's again those important conversations. Like mm. whenever a girl goes to the bathroom, let's say they're in there for three minutes, maybe twenty-five seconds of that is actually going to the bathroom. The other two and a half minutes is spent talking about what's going on, who you're talking to, what's going to happen the drama of the night the prospects for the night like it right it's much more than going to the bathroom sure but then girls are just okay with pulling down their pants in front of each other girls have zero issue with that i think guys have like a softer ego when it comes to that maybe Mm -hmm. they're more self-conscious about it girls have zero issue with that i experience yeah you're probably right with the guy thing i mean i had no issue with it i went to the bathroom at the exec retreat last (laughs) year just with every exec and they're like hey sorry i gotta do this but I would s- so here's the interesting thing though, so it's reversed when it comes to change rooms though. We've had me and Tino sat down with Kristen mm-hmm. extensively one night talked about this. Okay. So in the boys' change room, it's all out there, and like we shower together, uh, it's it's nothing. Versus we hear from Kristen, it's people cover up all the yeah, changing. Yeah, people do cover up in the change so room. So what the heck is up with that? How is that any different? How is going to the bathroom? Something that's inherently <laughs> disgusting, okay to yeah. be doing in front of other girls, but you can't so much as change for the gym in front of other girls. And like as I've heard, like the ALC girls uh, change room, you won't shower. Like no one showers. No, there. no one showers. There. Everyone showers in the men's change room here. Yeah, that is an important flaw you just pointed out in, in female logic. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's because you're like fully nude in a change room that girls are like they tend to cover up more. Um, I also feel like in a bathroom, you're not typically actually, like, going to the bathroom in front of strangers. Like, it's usually a good... I feel like you know you're good friends uh, yeah, with someone with your, mm, when you, like, you with them. Fair enough. Um, versus change room, it's typically strangers, right? So, girls are more keen to cover up a little bit. Um, I feel like girls have mastered the towel, like, shit, like, put on a towel, show me everything off underneath it or on underneath that's, it. That's what Kristen said, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, always it's with a the towel. It's every girl has. It's a talent. That's cr- so crazy. And then the guys, like, are legit opposite that they are fine with strangers seeing everything. And then it's like their friends know. They get shy around their friends. <laughs> just like, well, like, I'm not. Me personally, but like, I'm just a very open person in general. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, like, yeah, guys in general with their friends, they're, like, more secretive. That's it would be interesting to do a study on that. I wonder why. That's what this podcast is for. See, do you you know you know the premise of this podcast? It's we're a lecture. It's mm-hmm. it's a class, ten twenty. We're teaching students the things that they don't learn in the classroom. So that <laughs> so we are doing a study. Yeah, somewhat. We're just discussing it. This is our research. Maybe we'll inspire a research project. Any psych one students? I feel like <laughs> the, like there's not even much to look into it. It's just like an observation we make, and uh, you know publish the results of this is the observation we yeah. made i don't know what the cycle i feel like what would the point of like actually finding out the psychological reasoning behind it change really just I no just but, for general knowledge mm, for me it's like let's observe make note like and forget about it <laughs> uh yeah acknowledge and and just move on move with on. our lives yeah <laughs> for sure um you know what i'm be honest because it was the long weekend i uh don't have much prepped for this podcast i thought i had a lot more um so ugh. I guess we'll move into Umsu news, um, and maybe it's good that you're on here because a lot of my Umsu work lately has been advocacy related. So um, I don't even know. You want to get you want to give some Umsu news? What have you been up to? Sure, I've been up to prepping for a lot in terms of the fall and winter. So working a lot with 
um, the academic integrity department and also just um, student services to make sure that everything is set for when students come back and, and all the students are feeling safe and comfortable. Also doing a lot of provincial advocacy, so working with MAPS, with you, Brendan, and the other members to have our initial government meetings and make sure that our priorities are set straight with the provincial government and we have that collaborative relationship so that we're set up for um, the fall and also just terms coming up after that. Very cool. Um, yeah, usually the Amsterdam news that I have is MAPS related. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's really cool is actually today we're having a MAPS meeting and we're having the U of W and Assiniboine College presidents come mm -hmm. to observe. Uh, it'd be really cool to expand MAPS and include those two institutions. I think, uh, let me just think here. You know, we're two months into our terms. We only got 10 months left. We're halfway through the summer. Here's what I've been doing to make up for the fact that May and June were kind of canceled by COVID, mm -hmm. although we've been, you know, these last two weeks of June have been pretty open. Um, I think of it like this. We just graduated high school. We right. just graduated grade 12. Because, like, that's, yeah, because some, like, grade 12s did just graduate, like, last week. So I think it was June 26th I was out with my, uh, walking with my buddy. I said, like, you know, instead of thinking that summer's half over, summer just began. I and, agree. And I'm just, uh. Gotta get all the things on the bucket list checked off. Do you mm -hmm. have a bucket list for summer? Uh, I didn't, but then when we were talking at lunch the other day and you and Savannah were going off about your bucket list, I decided to step up my game. So now I have a bucket list. Very good. Mm -hmm. What are and the top three exciting things from it? Top three exciting things. One is going to Ontario for some cabin hopping. Yep. So I'm crossing that off this weekend, which I'm very excited about. Where are you for. headed? Which lakes? I'm headed to Lake of the Woods and yep. I'll probably check out Falcon on the way. Yep. Um, I have a friend out there, and then I have a summer camp in Lake of the Woods that they're letting Very me stay cool. there. So um, that'll be fun. I want to go on a hike. That's mm -hmm. high on my list. Um, I also want to go to the beer can, if you've been there. No, what's that? It's Okay, uh, so it's this, like, pop-up beer cart, essentially, mm -hmm. like a cargo shop. Um, and they basically pick different areas in Winnipeg, and every year they set up at a different area, and they do, like, a patio bar situation. Okay. Um, so they expanded this year. It mm -hmm. looks really nice. Um, I believe it's just past the forks. I'm honestly not 100% sure where it is this year, but mm. it looks nice. So it's on my list to go to this summer. Gotcha. Okay. Good date spot. You should go. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I have way too many bucket list items. I don't think I can add any more <laughs> to it. Can't put anything else in. Well, like most of them are dates anyway. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's a tough thing. Maybe I'll have to do a date with like Matt and like take, <laughs> take a boy there. But Do a bromance date? Yeah. Because, ugh, I don't know. Just I already have so many things on this bucket list. I think the most exciting things are... Well, bomber games, I can't wait for them to come back, you know, mm -hmm. having been deprived of them last summer. Um, I don't think you, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to the first four games. So we have two home games in August. Then we play in Toronto, but I happen to be in Toronto. That's why. Okay, well, I schedule. Okay, You're I'm, going to Toronto. I, I made the Toronto trip for the bomber game, but I'll also go to Canada's Wonderland and all that. And then we have then another home game. So the first, the opening four games to the bombers, I'll be at all four. Uh, that's probably the most exciting thing. Then, yeah, of course, being in Toronto is exciting. Uh, we got the exact retreat, mm -hmm. uh, which will be fun um, and a good bonding and uh, learning experience. Then, oh, what else do I got? Yeah, you know, I want to get out to the beach again. I've, I went to Gimli, but I want to do St. Malo. Um, yeah, um, just like a lot of little things. I have to add a Bombers game to my list. I've never been. We're going. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, well, I might take you. 
Honestly, I might take you to a more boring one than like the fall. <laughs> you know, summer ones gotta gotta be for the real homie. Not that you're not a real homie, but you know, for the hard, di- die yeah. hard bomber fans, I'll take I you to the, the summer difference. games. I won't know the I've never been to one, so you can pick the most. Boring yeah, one. sorry. <laughs> when I say boring, I just meant like you know, it won't be as nice out. Mm-hmm. It'll be still a great game. It's just. Uh, I like fall, so no complaints. Yeah, that's true. You were telling me that's your favorite season. It is my absolutely favorite season. Absolutely ridiculous. Why? Why are you excited about the weather getting colder? If anything, spring's the best because you're getting excited about the weather getting warmer. No, but I feel like there's this perfect moment in fall where it's like not too cold but not too hot it's like the perfect temperature i also just prefer fall fashion over summer fashion mm-hmm. um so i like it for that reason i also like that like everyone's back in the city you're seeing friends you haven't seen in a while because they were away for the yeah. summer usually you're excited to like start a school like you're not like bored of school yet and you're not bored of all the things that you usually are committed to in the in the year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just an overall good mindset. You can start having some cozy drinks, some movie nights. Yeah. Everything I you like just vibe. listed is things I hate about fall. Why? I hate... You say it's the perfect temperature, but yeah. no, it's freezing in the morning and then it's too hot in the afternoon. So you wear <laughs> your jeans and hoodie in the morning because it's like 15 degrees and then it's 25 in the afternoon. No, you got a layer. Uh, and I'm not. I don't like shedding layers throughout the day. Now I'm just like <laughs> carrying this hoodie in my backpack. You're like you, you talk about being like everyone coming back. That yeah. just gives me so much anxiety. Like crap, everyone's back now. I have to like schedule to see all these people. Really? Uh, that first week of school, I admit it's so much fun, but it's so hectic. I don't sleep because I'm like you know there's so many socials at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and you're thinking. You don't want to be in class. Like, your classes are starting, and you just don't... You want to be outside. You want to be at the... Well, that's not hot happening anymore, but the Commerce Bureau Garden. Mm-hmm. You want to be... You want to see these friends. You you, you all get ready for the school year, right? Buy school supplies. Get your locker. I love all that. That's so hectic. I like being in the groove of things by October. Like, October is good. No, I like the adrenaline Ugh. pumping. The more hectic, everything's new. You're trying to figure it all out. I prefer that much over a routine. I lose my mind, so I don't know. Spring's the best to me. Spring's also just, like, you're, like, gearing up for the summer. You're, like, making your bucket list. You're planning it. Fair. Also, just, like, you just get, like, that sadness of, yep, there goes another summer, and here comes another eight months of crappy weather. And I like winter, oh too. Oh, God. All right, this is why Tina hosts and not you. <laughs> get out of here. Um, I am covered in bug bites. I probably have 50 on both legs. Uh, yeah, you've been you scratching can, away. Yeah, I know. That's why I probably mentioned it. I mean, the viewer can't see it, but I don't know. I don't know They're why. Red too. I don't know why bugs love me. Uh, my, must have that, like, that sweet blood. Maybe I'm eating too much candy. My blood's too sugary. I have not gotten a single mosquito bite yet. Out I swear here. to God. And my whole family has. Like, we, I've been spending time outside. Um, they're just I staying away you. from me. What? <laughs> then yeah, maybe there's something repelling about me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's humans and mosquitoes are that you repel. Anyways, we'll probably move on to the guest segment so right. so this is so basically what we just did is what me and tino normally would have done but now the banter the banter the fun stuff the <laughs> updating oh oh i'm so news i even finished that on my part um yeah exec new exec pictures coming out that was fun that we did today um yeah just maps things you know i guess yeah two months into the term yeah gearing up for orientation actually that's what i've been working on with tino mm-hmm. very closely is uh uh, our in-person orientation that we'll be hosting um yeah and just getting ready for the fall it's gonna be gonna be a hectic one I, maybe it's best that we're actually um online this fall just because i feel like it would be way too crazy to have students come back Th- this is kind of like a slow in like phased in approach yeah i think then because winter's so dead but now winter will be like our actual orientation and, um mm-hmm. we'll be able to actually have 
people back and it won't be too hectic on um, Sue's part. I think it'll be a perfect use-in for everyone right. and back to, back to reality. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to hate is that we're fully back in the offices August 30th. So we'll be on campus every day, but our most of our won't. friends won't. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be at home still, like flexible schedules, and yeah. we're going to be stuck in here slumming it out. Should be fun still, though. I guess we'll see each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Now we'll actually move on to the guest segment. So, okay, okay, so we'll see you after the break. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. And we're back. We're back with our guest, Emily Kahlo, Vice President Advocacy. You can say hi again. Hi. Pretend that you're a guest now. You've okay. gone, you're not the host anymore. You're guest mode okay. now. My guest hat is on. Yes, exactly. Um, well, I'll ask you what I asked all the execs last year. Tell me your life story. Of course. From the start. Okay, so I'll go way back, October 10th, 2000, 9 a.m. approximately. I was born in Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, I was immediately lost after, which is a, a little fact about me. My family could not find me. The hospital did lose me. There's a chance I'm not with the right family. Oh, my God. But I look kind of like my family, so I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming I'm in the right family. Um, lived in Israel for the first four years of my life. Spoke Hebrew. All was good. Moved to Canada. Um, my parents got divorced. And then my sister went to school, came home, and said that she didn't want to speak Hebrew anymore because everyone spoke English here. Now I speak English <laughs> as my first, oh, well, preferred language. So um, English became, Canada became the thing. I feel like I very quickly adjusted to Canadian lifestyle. So when you moved here, you yeah, because you were four, so you mm -hmm. weren't in school. But your no. sister's two years, three years older than you? my sister's a year older than me, so eighteen so months. So she was in kindergarten and came home and said, "She said everyone here speaks English." Well, did your parents not know that they spoke English here? Like no, they did. Okay, so my sister spoke Hebrew. We 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 were raised speaking Hebrew of course. in Israel, obviously. Yeah. But my mom speaks English, so she okay. would speak English to us at home a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when we moved to Canada, the original plan was speak Hebrew at home, speak English at school okay. and work and everything like that. But my sister came home and I don't know why my, my mom listened to her, but she came home and was like, I'm speaking English. Everyone here speaks English. English is going to be the language. So we okay. just fully dropped Hebrew at home. Well, do you still know Hebrew? I know Hebrew. I can speak casual Hebrew. So I, I'm not, my technique's not great. Um, is, is your sister better? Like, no, my sister's worse. My oh. sister's horrible. My sister, it's as if she's never known the language mm. ever. I'm pretty good at it when we speak to family and stuff. Mm. Um, I also can speak a little bit of Arabic because it's similar. So mm. read and speak um, slightly. Definitely not a professional, but mm. I like to claim I, I can do it pretty well. Mm. Um, no, but we just, as soon as we came here, we just like basically became Canadian. We, we yeah. took on the roles very quickly. Um, and then to be fair, we grew up mostly here. So... I feel very connected to Canada mm -hmm. and Canadian culture. I have citizenship. You've been in Winnipeg longer than I have, technically. Yeah, technically, yeah. So, or not technically, actually. <laughs> so, wait, how old are you now? I'm 20, so 16 years. Oh, I'm 50. Yeah, I'm 15 years here. Oh, my God. Wait, so me. just beating you by a little bit. Yep. Um, no, but then I went to, so I went to the same school my whole life. So I went to Gray Academy, it's called. It's a mm -hmm. very small school on Doncaster, 123 Doncaster, if you want to look it up. Um, so I went to school there and I love Gray Academy. It's a very, very small school. So basically everyone I knew when I was four, I know now and like graduated with, which is kind of wild. Um, I was the definition of a stuck up in, mm. in, in elementary. I like to suck up to all the teachers. I was extremely annoying. I apologize to anyone who <laughs> knew me at the time. 
Um, I also took school far too seriously, like spelling tests and all that was like, I needed to get a hundred percent and I would like stress and cry about it for no apparent reason. It was stupid. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed elementary and that was straight to go to high school. You don't switch schools. You just walk across a hallway and you're in high school suddenly. Yeah. Well, so I guess is there a divide within the school kind of thing? Between elementary and high school? Yeah, yeah like assemblies and stuff are separate. Uh, so I guess I meant like the classrooms, like you would never walk. Like, is it? So I'll give the example. When I lived in Calgary, um, middle school was 7, 8, 9. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas here it's only like middle school 7, 8. But anyways, there was a clear divide between the 7, 8s and 9s. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of where the school, like, you, like yeah. it was like the school's cut in half. So it's like that at my school. So the elementary is all in one area. And then there's something called the Coco Crossing. I don't mm -hmm. know why it's called. I think someone named Glenn Coco or something like No, that's from Mean Girls. Girls. But I'm pretty sure that's still the person's name who donated You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> you go, Glenn Coco. Um, but they donated, and now that hallway is called the Coco Crossing. Okay. Um, you go through that crossing, and then it's the high school. The thing with my school is that it's connected to a community center. So uh, basically, you... Wait, which community center is that? Is Lady JCC. Okay, I thought so. So there's the pool, the the gym, the theater. Like, I feel like in, high, in elementary and high school, you spend most of your time in the community center, not in the actual oh, school okay. itself um there's the cafeteria like restaurant so you pretty much just go wherever you want like it's not restricted to the classrooms which i really liked um they have an actual gym there so free membership that was a plus yeah so was seven and eight part of elementary or high school for you high school so for us mm. six and under was elementary and seven mm. and up was high school which was very weird only because like the difference between grade 7 and grade 12 is substantial exactly, but you did yeah. everything together well that's like St. Mary's like girls mm -hmm. but like most schools most high schools actually I almost want to say every high school besides like now I'm here in Great Academy and yeah. SMA is 9 to 12 yeah most so, are so I know for SMA uh, at least it was like these girls go from like like basically <laughs> some some schools like their seven and eights are like all boys because they they lost their their girls to the SMA. Uh, oh really? Yeah, uh, specifically like uh, oh, what was it called? There's like one school in River Heights, like Catholic, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, like the <laughs> the seven and eight. I know one of my friends, the grade seven and eight classes only had two girls. Be after for the, really? because all the girls went to SMA except for two. Oh yeah, I had a decent loss of guys in my grade to St. Saint Saint Paul's. Paul's. That's what I was yeah. gonna get at. Is yeah, probably after eight grade eight. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people want the switch from elementary to high school. Like after going to the same school for six years or whatever mm -hmm. it is till grade six, a lot of people want that switch. Some people switched to SJR, St. Paul's, <coughs> um, Grant Park. Those were big ones for yep. my grade. I liked going to the same school my whole life. I feel like mm -hmm. I, I knew everyone really well. I was super comfortable. I also, my mindset in high school was very much like try everything. Like this mm -hmm. is your opportunity to do every single mm -hmm. thing and figure out what you like and don't like. So I feel like because it was a small school and we all knew each other so well, there was like zero pressure right. to ever be good at anything. For example, I was on far too many sports teams that I should not have been on. <laughs> um, I was on volleyball, ultimate basketball, badminton, um, basically all of them. For the most part, I'm like, I was good at volleyball. Like I was um, captain for our team. Basketball, they should have never let me <laughs> on the court. I did more damage than I did good, good. <laughs> um and i don't like i was on the varsity team because <laughs> the school is so small and they just want anyone who's willing to play but i think one of the only shots i got in was on our own <laughs> it was a mortifying what? moment how does that even happen no it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life it was grade nine so like you just entered technically like high school yeah. high school and that's also when you start like going to parties or whatever so you're like intermingling well, me, with like okay, older yeah. people <laughs> 
Um, and it was one of our playoff games. So like a bunch of the older kids came to watch, which was already scary enough. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need anyone seeing me in the basketball uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were playing against a team and we were actually doing well for once, which was rare for, for our team. And I got the basketball, was super excited, looked up at the net, no one blocking me, you know, prepped, did my proper shot went in thought i had this moment of absolute victory and looked back at the rest of my teammates and it was absolute disgust um i chose to sit on the bench for much of the season after that oh yeah i mean like how were you not just taken out right away how'd you even get on the court i should not have been on the court well i traveled with basketball that's like that's my point the school was so small and they were so encouraging of you to do everything like we went to montreal for basketball we went to toronto for basketball and i was not good like i can say that openly and admittedly Alrighty. well sorry off went off track there keep going with your life story um that's okay um so yeah in high school i just i tried to do a bunch of things i i wanted to figure out what i liked and didn't like and what i was good at and and not good at and then from there we went to we figured out university and trying to figure out where to go i originally wanted to go away for university i was Mm -hmm. pretty adamant about it applied all over Canada and had like made my picks and then in the summer between high school and university I just had this like revelation that there was still a lot in Winnipeg I didn't know Mm. a lot of people I hadn't met I went to that same school my whole Mm. life so really I only knew this small little fraction of Winnipeg and Winnipeggers and I was more keen on learning more about Winnipeg and who we had here and and what Winnipeg had to offer so I made the decision to, to stay and go to U of M um, which I'm grateful now that I did. Um, and I entered the Faculty of Science in 2018, so fall 2018. As most science students, I entered with the mindset, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to med school. Mm-hmm. And then immediately at orientation, they shut down that hope. Yep. They, they told us that none of us, if any of us, were going to actually end up to be doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured, you know what, I'll do the same thing where I try a bunch of different courses, figure out what I like. I started in the genetics program, and I really love genetics. It's an awesome program. And from there, I kind of just kept taking courses. Right now, what I'm doing is minoring in business. Um, And I just switched, actually, this fall to a psych degree instead of genetics. Um, So I'm excited about that. I think uh, it'll offer, I'm doing a psych with a biofocus, so I feel like it kind of combines a lot of the things that I like. Um, And it'll give me the opportunity to try out a different faculty. I did a lot of different clubs across campus and met a lot of really incredible people that expanded my horizon so i'm definitely happy i I went to to u of m and what was your student involvement so how did you get into this role really Mm -hmm. um so i am very adamant that when it comes to school i prefer student involvement student leadership student clubs over classroom like i i've always been like that so in my first week uh, of university i joined shinerama which is a charity campaign run through the csa um, and they raise money for cystic fibrosis. So I started with Shinerama, and from there, just kind of kept going with charity committees at, through the CSA. I did five days for the homeless, um, which supports money for, for resource assistance for youth in Winnipeg, a really incredible organization. And then once I had the opportunity to run for Science Students Association, I ran for women's rep, um, and I fortunately was elected. I loved being a part of SSA. That was my second year. Um, that's how I met Brendan Tino and Sav. Yeah. 
Were you were you women's rep the year before too, or just in your second? Okay, just in my second year, I couldn't yeah. run it in my. I would have run it in my. Well, first year. I was I was wondering if there's the by election that you would have been able to run in. Uh, no, I okay. couldn't. So I just did CSA stuff that first yeah. year, and I actually started a student club with my friend Darius, who's now he just graduated law school. I know Darius well. Yeah. Yeah. So so we started a student club together in that first year, and then SSA in second year, and just continuing Shinerama and, and five days. I also joined the. It's called the Manitoba Blood Team. It's run through through AMSU, I believe. Mm. And we just do the, when there's blood clinics here to donate blood, I help out at those or we type people's blood. Um, some of you I may have pricked with a needle at some point in UC um, to tell you your blood type, but I really enjoy doing that. And um, since then, just joining all those clubs, I realized how much I enjoy student leadership, how much I think that I and also other students gain from it. It really is such a, a learning experience. I think you learn way more in these roles than you do in a lecture in a traditional learning environment it really gives you the opportunity to work with such a diverse group of people um, problem solve in a more creative and abnormal way and just really learn more about how you work best and how you work with others best so um, when the opportunity to be a part of MSU presented itself I was very eager to get involved and kind of take this on a larger scale I feel like you missed a whole year there being a senator oh I forgot you're right oh my god thank you you know me better than yeah, I know I do me. know you better than um, <laughs> after being women's rep with SSA I ran the next year with a slate to be a senator which was a very very um, informative and cool opportunity because I really got to see what the internal side of the university was and how the governance actually worked I think a lot of the time it's easy just to think that the university runs and the decisions are made and not actually understand necessarily the nitty-gritty of what goes into it or what conversations are had behind closed doors so being a senator was a very very cool experience to see that and see the professional side of the university and I think that was one of the things that kind of lended me towards vice president advocacy was having more involvement with that side of governmental policies and policies made by the university to that influence students on a daily basis. Yeah, with Emily being a senator, she's been able to help me out in transitioning to this president's role <laughs> by actually telling me, like, what the heck senate is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a whirlwind when you first joined, but once you figure out the procedures and policies from there, it's a very effective place. Yeah, and then you came on the Renew Amsu team, got mm -hmm. elected there. I mean, you ain't run against anyone. <laughs> but yeah, and now you're here. I mean, a lot of students still don't even know what the VPA does, Vice President Advocacy, so why don't you give us a one-minute rundown of what your position does? Sure, a one-minute rundown. So You can have two if you want. Okay. <laughs> um, but it really is in the name. As Vice President Advocacy, your role is really to advocate for student issues and student well-being on a couple of different levels, first and foremost at the university, so making sure that the university is making policies and putting in procedures that really do support students for academic and social success. Um, and then beyond that, it's working with the provincial government and federal government to make sure that our students are voices are being heard and that we're not being left out of conversations that ultimately affect us, whether that's healthcare related or tuition related um, or all these other questions. It's making sure that students have an active voice because ultimately we're the ones who are affected by a, such a significant majority of their policies and decisions um, that we deserve a spot at that table. Internally, it's also working with individual students to make sure that during appeal cases or any um, concerns that they may have that I'm able to advocate for them and advocate alongside them for causes that they're passionate about or that they feel are significant enough that they want to have heard. So that's one part of the job I really love is having that personal level of communication with people, being able to build relationships with independent students who just have passion projects that they want to help advocating for, want help implementing. That's very nice. Thank you for that. Um, in English, she looks out for you, you students. Yes. <laughs>
Well, I have one last question for you before before I get to it. I do have a funny story. You mentioned the pin pricking, telling yeah. people's blood. Hold on. So me and Tino have a saying on this podcast. It's called one tank gang. We don't edit anything else. So mm-hmm. while I cough right now, it will stay in the podcast. Okay. Because <clears throat> I'm too lazy to ask Jared to edit it. <laughs> um, my question, no, not question. Little story is, so I used to be a bio, 10, 20, 10, 30 TA. Mm-hmm. And we would do... Well, they have to learn about Punnett squares and, you know, an easy way to teach that is like blood typing. Yeah. And like, you know, if you have one parent that's O, one parent that's A, that you're like 50% chance you're going to, whatever, do the math, figure out what your blood type is. So before, back in the day, they actually used to do what you did and tell the kids their blood blood type. type. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, and you know, thousands of kids take bio. So this was eventually going to happen. One day, it turns out, student student gets her blood back. And she's like, well, I know my parents' blood types, and I just learned how to, like, figure out the chances of what my blood type would be based on my parents. And there was a 0% chance that my blood type could be this based on my parents. Oh, god! And it was a huge thing that, you know, parents got mad that, oh, my God, you, like, told our daughter that she was adopted, basically, like, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had to stop doing that, which sucks because I think it would be really cool. Like, I mean, when I took the, the lab, obviously, it wasn't there. And it w- I think it would have been cool to find out my blood type i would hate to have that conversation so when i work with cbs they train us to have Mm -hmm. some conversations like that just because i've blood typed siblings before where they simply cannot be biological siblings based on their blood types um so they they prep you with some talking points to talk them through that i think it's shocking for a lot that's the unfortunate side well fortunate and unfortunate you're revealing truth but it maybe should be truth that's not revealed by you yeah i mean yeah, you got kind of almost put like disclaimer. Hey, you could find out some so- shocking yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think the finger prick hurts more than a normal needle. I have to be oh, you honest. Think so? Yeah, I'm mm. not scared of needles, but I think it hurts way more than a normal needle. Mm, interesting. I've never had my finger pricked, so right. I wouldn't know. Well, if you come to CBS, I'll blood type you. Uh, I know what my blood type is. So okay. I'm actually banned <laughs> from giving blood. Really? So the first time I gave blood was grade 12. Uh, passed out. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't pass out. I got ve- very sick, pale. Okay. Had to like lie down. The second time was actually here in University Center in my second year. That time I did pass out. Oh, God. And crazy. So I feel like that's probably the only time I've actually passed out. You know, so, you know, sometimes you get blackout and you, like, fall asleep. But this yeah. was, like, <laughs> I couldn't control it. I One moment I'm there, I'm saying, get the nurse. The next, I'm waking up feeling the, refre- the most refreshed I've ever felt. Like, I felt, like, so rested. Yeah. Unfortunately, then, like, five minutes later, I felt the worst I've ever felt. And, oh, yeah, gosh. so... So, like, well, you've had two bad reactions to giving blood. You're not allowed to give blood anymore, which I think is unfair because I was, like, so skinny at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and both times I hadn't eaten. I actually forgot I was giving blood that day. Yeah, so, you got to eat before. Yeah. So a mistake. Not, uh, well, I did it twice by accident. But, <laughs> um, but now I'm, like, 30 pounds heavier. I think they should give me another chance. I, you I'll, could try I'll, again. There's some people that are just... They're just going to faint. They're just prone to it. I don't think that's me. I think I just got unlucky. I was dumb. I was, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just fun story. Last question now. Now, you've given us a fun story with this whole basketball team thing, <laughs> but do you have another fun story for the listeners? Um, I'll give you another story. I don't know how funny it is more than just like eventful and wild. So I'm a big camper in the summers. I spent most of my childhood going out to Lake of the Woods for the entire summer and camping out there. Um, so when I was 14, I did a month-long camping trip. So mm-hmm. so living in the woods for a month with a group of 12 other 14-year-old girls. So you can imagine that. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and, and two you guys pee together? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, lots, lots of bathroom group trips, yeah. but just to the woods. But uh, one of the girls who, who I won't name for her privacy on the trip, mm-hmm. but she's allergic to everything, like has yeah. the most severe allergies, severe asthma, all these things. And we were day 20 or something. So we're, we're pretty much in the middle of nowhere. There's not really any service. There's no one around. Like you're isolated. Yeah. Um, and we were doing a portage, it's called. So it's when you flip the canoe over and you're walking over land to get into a new body of water. And we were portaging and suddenly I looked over at her and she she was bright blue. Like, oh, my like God. Blue as the sky and w- was looking like she was struggling a little bit. So um, we put the canoes down. We go sit with her. She was having an asthma attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but she it got pretty serious pretty fast, like face swollen, lip swollen blue face not really able to walk so we end up using um this thing called a sat phone so you just like get put your coordinates in and they send um help yeah so so we're staying and doing all the first aid training that we had done and all of a sudden we see a helicopter above us Mm -hmm. it was one of the star helicopters Mm -hmm. if you've ever been in ontario and it's landing like directly on top of us Mm -hmm. um so we all kind of run and scatter and the helicopter lands and there's paramedics coming and whatever and this whole thing is happening like keep in mind we've we've all been in the woods for three weeks at this point like we look and smell disgusting (laughs) it's just a chaotic mess um, half the girls are bawling their eyes out or half are completely calm. It, it was really fight or flight moment <laughs> at that point. Um, so so the paramedics come. Fortunately, they're helping the, this girl that I was with. And they end up needing someone to go on the helicopter with her. So um, I got to go on the helicopter oh, nice. with her and get helicopter evac to a hospital it was one of the most stressful but also amazing moments of my life and she was a great spirit she took selfies with me the whole way so i got to go in the helicopter for free and just basically get to see all of the um experimental lake area and lake of the woods falcon clear water from the sky um while my friend (laughs) was getting medical attention and their family paid for the the helicopter but i had a great time having the helicopter Mm, ride phenomenal time for me so um highly recommend a helicopter tour in that area hopefully not a a medical one yeah is that the only time you've been on the helicopter yeah it's the only time but i really want to go on one soon i want to travel and get to go on helicopter tours and all that well that's very cool (laughs) okay awesome well that's all the time we have for this week thanks emily for coming on not only as a guest but also as a co-host um i have to co-host with you again tino maybe Mm -hmm. uh maybe be absent a couple more times so i can get emily (laughs) (laughs) kidding kidding um but even before I give you the joke of the week, uh, did you were you allowed to watch SpongeBob growing up? I guess like you moved here when you were four. Was I allowed to? Yeah. I was allowed. I don't. I was never told not to. I didn't really watch it. To be fair. Gotcha. I know. I've been hearing a lot of people that weren't like allowed it's, to. Why? Yeah. I know. You know what? I don't know. Strict no, parents. my mom was very liberal. I got to watch Zoe 101 even after um, Jamie Lynn Spears got pregnant, and I know a lot of people were not allowed to watch it after that. I don't think my parents followed the tabloids enough to know that she was like really? I think I like I watched the show knowing she was pregnant mm-hmm. and I don't think my parents knew that. So I was like ten <laughs> knowing that when they were what whatever. That's how my mom explained to me like how someone gets pregnant. Like that's how that conversation no way. was had. Yeah. Oh my god. Well so how did you figure out that she got pregnant? I read it somewhere. I think or someone on the playground told me maybe. Like yeah. I remember I came home and started talking about it and then that's how the whole birds and bees conversation was had. So what so maybe this was more of a scandal than I thought. It was, was she, a big scandal. Why? She was a Disney kid. Was she a kid at the time that she got pregnant? I think she was twenty or nineteen, oh. like like relatively young, but not like not. She wasn't crazy. Well, now there's more drama about that show. Like, right? Have you heard? Well, they want to do the reunion, but they bullied that one girl so bad. 
<gasps> really? You gotta look into this. Oh my god, it's crazy. I feel like but my childhood's gonna be crushed. It will be. This. What was the one? Do you remember the girls on that show? There was Lola, Quinn. I know their characters' names. Okay, not Quinn. Who was Lola? Like Victoria Justice, I think. That's no, no. Keep going. Not her. But Lola, Zoe, Quinn. There was that one. Gr- Nicole is maybe her name. Yeah, that, yeah. Nicole. What? Uh, like there was the brown, like darker skinned girl, and then there was like the white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who's the white one? Nicole. Nicole. That's yeah, who yeah. they bullied. They bullied us so bad. Really? Yeah, like stuff like Zoe would like hang out and have like because they were like honestly, oh, they were fourteen. I thought when they started. The yeah, show. they're young, young. So there would be like like they would do slumber parties and not invite Nicole. That's cruel. Or not Nicole. Whatever her, one of the girls. Yeah. Okay, I'll do my research. And, like, it got to a point where, like, one time Britney Spears, like, yelled at her. Like, you're annoying my sister. You need to back off. Like, I like I will ruin your career. Like, Oh, my God. So, so then this was on TikTok, like, a year ago. Um, the guy, his always brother. Whoever, oh, Dustin? Dustin's character. He's has, creepy on TikTok. He <laughs> is. So he posted. Maybe go back on his account. Go, he, like used a sound and he had the whole cast there except for that one girl yeah. and everyone in the comments like I'm not watching the reunion like we heard what really? you did to this girl yeah people weren't supportive but, but like yeah you, I can't wow. really say much more because like I looked this up a year ago Yeah, it's go go fresh. look into this it is go look into this and come back to me and tell like update next me next podcast in. episode I'm on we'll, we'll read honestly it. if you <laughs> if you just come like honestly God, after, when we're done recording go look it up come to my office tell me everything you heard I'll bring it back on next week's podcast okay with Tino. that's and what we'll do you know regardless of that free Britney <laughs> I don't uh, I don't get that trend can you explain it to me okay so Britney Spears is in something called a conservatorship what the hell's that basically her autonomy as like a human being has been handed off so it was decided that she was not in the right mind to like make a decision and basically be an adult. Okay. So the conservatorship signed over her rights like as an adult yeah. to her father and a couple of her managers. And yeah. they have rights over her enti- all her business decisions, okay. all her personal yeah, decisions, yeah. all that. Um so I only learned about this recently. People have been talking about this for years. Yeah. But basically she went to court last week and yeah. said that she is being worked like more than ten hours a day, has no freedom of choice, wanted to have yeah. another kid, they wouldn't let her have another yeah. kid. Um, doesn't get to make any of her decisions. Also, like if you go back on her Instagram on all the videos, it's like Brittany, wear a yellow shirt if you need help, or like like blink twice if you're in danger, and like every sin- like all these superstitious things are happening. Like she does it in all the videos, and she mm. looks like she needs help. Um, so people are saying free Brittany from the conservatorship of her dad. I remember. Yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of tweets about like, oh, um, be, like we were. People being like, oh, that's, this person was right about, like, 2007. I don't know. St- stuff about, like... Well, the media, like, destroyed Britney Spears. Right. Yeah, I know that. Okay, so... Interesting. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say Free Britney, too. Wasn't Taylor Swift kind of in a similar situation where, like, her contract, like, had it, like, working... Kind uh, of. And not owning her music? Yeah, so it wasn't a conservatorship. Like, she still had all her rights and freedoms as an adult versus where Britney Spears was basically a child despite being, like, 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, with Taylor Swift, she didn't own any of her music. Mm. So, like, she was not getting rights over any of the stuff she... All the bangers that she puts out, right? Like, right. Uh, um, You Belong With Me, Love Story, like, none of those. She didn't own any of them. I didn't think... I thought even her, like, most recent albums, she didn't have I think ownership. it's until, like, two or three years ago. She yeah. didn't have rights over any of them. And that's Scooter Braun, if you know who he is. 
He's also the nice. manager for like Justin Bieber on okay. the ground. Like he he is the music producer manager for like the biggest names yeah. in, in music. Um, but her and him got into a huge fight, like legal fight, social mm-hmm. fight, everything. And now she's now you know she's remaking all her stuff, so she owns it. So all the stuff that's Taylor's version is like slightly different, so that they're not going to get sued. Um, Just so she can know, well, is she getting royalties from her other stuff? No, so not really. Like she's she got like screwed over in terms of contract for all the other stuff. Like she was not getting anything that was she it, should be getting. Was it because like sh- the contract she signed was like? Um, She's gonna make eight albums and then she just like blew up. So then that way it's like, oh, it was actually a bad deal for me. Yeah, I think so. It was one of those things where like hindsight's twenty twenty. She was yeah. really young, like it was just yeah. a bad deal. But now that's all the Taylor's version stuff. Like she's making all her re- like she's making what she should have been making for the first go around. Yeah, the second time. So is this music right thing more of a money thing or is it straight up like like she's not making the music she likes? No, I think it's a money thing. Okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we got on the subject because of SpongeBob. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was showing it to the joke. I mean, this is it. this is good stuff though. Like, um, now I want to bring up something I brought up. This was on the second episode of this podcast. Like, ever. Okay. Um, Hannah Montana. I feel like I gotta share this with you, Hannah. So Miley Cyrus auditioned for the role. Lily. Yes. Yeah. When she was eleven. Yeah. And they're like, this girl is so good. We wanted to be the main character, but we can't have her be 11. They wait, really? They held off production on the show for two to three years, so she became 14, and really? that's when they started the show. And they yeah. were thinking. Good for them. Yeah, and they're like, she's so talented. Like, We want to like make this show now, but we will hold off production until she's old enough. Here's the other thing. I always thought like she was a star before Hamilton. Like no. they made it, right. She was just a band. Anyway, it's, that's she's so crazy. She's just Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Exactly. So um, also, yeah, she lived in Tennessee. They flew her out. Uh, she lived in Toronto for a little bit too, which I thought was crazy because Billy Ray Cyrus was living there. So I she co- was that. kind of partially raised she's in Toronto. She's Canadian, basically. <laughs> a little bit. Um, then yeah, so she auditioned in California. They're like, we love you so much. Um, wait three years they had a, even despite all this so she was 14 jason Earl was like 28 yeah he plays young characters when he's like 30 he was it was something crazy you know what the status still she isn't miley cyrus isn't even as old as jason Earl was when, when they the first show started, started yeah that's why also you know another fact about hannah montana it was originally called alexis texas I'm like, no way. Swear to God, that's what no the pilot was. That's what all the details were. It was Alexis. Was this before Alexis Texas was a, the porn star? I didn't even know that Alexis Texas is a porn star. So I thought that's what you were informing me about, and no. like that's why it was so crazy. No, like the show was created to be Alexis Texas instead of Hannah Montana. I only said, like, no way, because I'm like, that's the very famous porn well, star. Maybe that's why they changed it. I yeah, I want to know who came first, the chicken and the egg. Was it Alexis Texas a porn star first, or was... Or did she get the? Oh my I god! I thought you was Alexis Texas as the show first, then Alexis Texas the, the porn, porn star, star blew came. up, and then Disney said we got to change that. That's so funny. Okay, mm-hmm. well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> there's some Hannah Montana facts for you. Yeah, I mean, bring it back full circle. Honestly, God, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think our first episode of the podcast was a year ago, like around this time, because really? because the the story goes how I named this podcast was I was at Canada Day, I was like very Best drunk. Best Canada day of your life. Right. I was, me. I had been spending like a month trying to like 
produce this show mm-hmm. because we mean like I knew I wanted to do a podcast back in May of last year. I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what to bring, like what to do. Yeah. And I just started like coming up with new, uh, new ideas of like what if I'm like a professor? What if it's like a <laughs> class? So we, I basically like came up with everything besides a name, and I kept delaying production and doing the first episode because I didn't know what to call the show. Yeah. And then I was hammered on Canada Day last year when I just go like. Amsu 1020. It's like Bio 1020, mm-hmm. and it like Amsu the four-letter course co- code, and then the numbers, and then I think right after Canada, that came back, told Tino, and we got started. So I'm so, honored and then, to be here. And then say, so, yeah, <laughs> and then second episode talks about Hannah Montana. Okay, that's some cosmic stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. SpongeBob. Okay, he may be the main character of the show, but Patrick's the star. But <laughs> so Tino usually rates them. Can you rate that one for me? Um, how harsh <laughs> can I be? You, you can be just be honest. I would rate it a three point five out of ten because it's clever, but it's also predictable. There's not much creativity there. That's the lowest rating one of my jokes have gone on the show. I'm really sorry. You'll Tino have to step up your game next Tino's, time I'm here. Tino hates these jokes, and he still at least gives them fives. That you is- gotta laugh at him. You'll bump it to a four. Okay. Here, here we go. I'll give you the best one that I've ever done on this show. What, okay. what genre of music are national anthems? What genre? Country. Oh, that is a good one. Yes. See, that one's like an 8.5 or 9 See, out of 10. That's the best one I brought on this show ever. You know what? At least you at least... So, okay, yeah. The SpongeBob one was very predictable, yes. but at least you got it, right? Yeah. The problem is Tino doesn't even get these jokes anymore. <laughs> I like this was this gotta be five episodes ago. I'm like, oh, oh did you hear the CEO of IKEA uh, ran and won Prime Minister of Sweden? He's now assembling his cabinet, and Tino goes like, good for him. Like what? Like <laughs> no. I'm like Tino. That's the joke of the week. He's like, oh what? I'm like cabinet. You Poor know? guy. So. <laughs> You know, I gotta make them a bit more obvious because they're just w- really going over his head. I appreciate the clever ones. I think he has to step up his game not <laughs> the other way around. Do you think they uh, allowed loud laughing in Hawaii? Do you think they allow loud laughing in Hawaii? Yes. Or just aloha? Oh, that's a good one too. You know what? I okay. appreciate that one. Not okay. as good as the country one, but uh, country one's still tier. pretty good. Okay. Well. That's all the time we have for this week. The song of the week, I'm going to go with Can't Behave. Let me just quickly look up who it's by. But it's from Aquamarine. Can't Go be- stream Aquamarine now. <laughs> I will say this, though. I I have a sneaky suspicion that I've actually already had this song, song as the song of the week. So I'm going to have to go back and look. So if you hear the <laughs> end of the episode as Can't Behave, it means we haven't. If you hear Phoebe Bridges... Um, motion sickness it's because that's the song of the week they're both solid choices they are and uh another good song by phoebe bridges is kyoto but yeah (laughs) you'll find out what the actual song of the week is uh right now thanks for guys for listening don't forget to spread good vibes good vibes only (laughs) peace